Hello, welcome to my secret obsession. Today we begin season five and a new book in the Savage Security series. Stolen Kiss is an exciting romantic thriller. A sociopath is on the hunt. Brett Silva's handsome face is plastered all over town on placards praising his success. But neither his eyes nor his friendly smile betray the dark beast that lurks within. A beast that requires sacrifices. But one mistake endangers Brett's survival. One Amazon reviewer says, This kept me on the edge of my seat. Stolen Kiss is a must-read for romantic suspense fans. So, get comfy, turn up the volume, and let's read a book. Chapter 3 Cole Savage pressed his fingers against his forehead to rub away the tension. The backs of his eyelids scraped his eyeballs with each dry blink. When he was younger, he didn't have dry eyes. But now that he was in his thirties, it felt like the desert had sucked his body dry. He reached into his desk drawer and pulled out the eye drops. Uncapping the bottle, he tilted his head back and squeezed a few drops into each eye. He looked at his computer screen again. Everything was blurry with the moisture puddled in his eyes. Blinking rapidly, he cleared his vision. He focused on the computer screen again to scan the realtor sites for office space. Although he'd found multiple locations, nothing was a good fit for his needs. After the near disaster by Eric James, also known as Hazim Ali, he decided to move the Savage Security Office to a more secluded site. Eric's near success at planting bombs inside the office was too close for comfort. If the building had collapsed, hundreds of people could have been killed and many more injured. Cole wouldn't be able to live with himself if another terrorist cell or lone wolf decided to blow up their roost and innocent civilians died as a result. Leaning back in his chair, he set his hands on the armrests and stared at the computer screen. He took a deep breath and let it out in a slow huff. It had been a long day, and he needed a drink. Scratch that. He knew it wasn't really the drink that he needed. It was Julia Romero. After watching Mike and Alicia's relationship develop, he was a little jealous of the happiness that enveloped them. And now... Jack and Bella were on their way to relationship bliss. He knew Bella was still living at Jack's, but he didn't know how intimate their relationship was. They'd done a great job of maintaining a professional relationship at work, but he hoped for Jack's sake that their relationship was turning more intimate when they were alone. A man can only live with temptation for so long before he loses his mind, and Jack's mind was near erupting. But now, after everything his team had been through, Cole decided to pursue a real relationship with Julia. He didn't want to live his life in a self-imposed, solitary existence like a monk. He wanted a steady companion, someone to love and cherish. He wanted someone to love and cherish him, too. Shutting down his computer and grabbing his wallet from his desk, he locked up the Savage Security office and made his way to the grill house for a burger, beer, and a sighting of Julia. As he drove, he thought through a list of topics he could discuss with her. He wanted to be prepared. Nothing kills a man's game faster than staring dumbly at a woman while he trips over his words. Besides, she had idiots flirting with her all the time. He certainly didn't want to be considered one of the idiots. Cole cut the engine and hopped out of his truck. The grill house's parking lot was far from filled. He knew that could be a good thing for him. If Julia wasn't too busy, she'd have time to talk with him but the downside was that fewer customers meant fewer tips for her. Pulling open the door, he entered the pub and scanned the room. Julia was in the back corner of the restaurant taking a family's order. 
He loved the way she cocked her hip as she scribbled on her pad. She wore her traditional work attire, black skirt that hit her mid-thigh, a tight red polo shirt with the grill house embroidered on the front, and her bouncy chocolate ponytail. The look may have been casual, but to him it was sexy as hell. When Kim Wagner saw Cole Savage enter the restaurant, she set down the rag she'd been using to clean the table and rushed to greet him. She'd seen him several times this week already, and one of the times he'd been seated in her section. Her eyes had bugged when she'd seen the tip he'd given her that night. She knew that the guys from the security company were good tippers, but she hadn't realized just how good. No wonder Julia always made sure to seat them in her section. Hey, Cole, Kim said, her voice as syrupy as southern sweet tea. She stepped beside the podium to better display her figure. She casually put a hand on her hip and pressed her chest forward. Men loved her big breasts. She'd been told that God had gifted her with a drool-worthy set, and she did love making men drool all over them. We've been seeing you a lot around here, she flirted and batted her well-mascared eyelashes. Might just have to start charging you rent. She winked and gave him a perfected smile. She'd spent time modeling in high school, so she could craft a smile for any occasion. Hey, Kim, Cole replied and shoved his keys into his pocket. He took a quick look at Julia on the other side of the room. Is there something open in Julia's section? He hated to be rude, but he didn't want to end up in Kim's section again. She doted all over him while she was his waitress. The service had been great, and she was even easy on the eyes, but he wasn't there for her. Kim pasted on a genuine-looking smile as she realized that he was brushing her off. That was too bad. The man was a catch and not in the way that an oversized trout thrills a fisherman. Cole was the equivalent of the fantastic blue marlin, ruggedly beautiful and hard to catch, but worth the struggle. Sure, she said as she cocked her head to look at the seating chart on the podium. Looking up and catching Cole's eyes again, she said, Follow me. Kim gave a wave of her hand and put a little extra humph in her steps to draw attention to her bootylicious ass as she led him to a table. Setting the menu on the table, she added, Here you go. She pointed to the table with the finesse of Vanna from Wheel of Fortune. I'll let Julia know you're waiting. Thanks, he said, as he slid into the booth and picked up the menu. He didn't need the menu. He could probably recite it from memory, but fiddling with it gave him something to do with his hands as he tracked Julia's progress towards the kitchen. Julia pushed through the kitchen door and set the family's order on the counter for the cook. She took a deep breath and sighed. She couldn't wait to be finished for the night. She was making a new life for herself, and waitressing was not part of her future. She'd gotten knocked off course when she'd been held hostage and witnessed her friend's murder, but she'd worked through the trauma, and now her life was back on course. Handsome is here again, Kim sang as she entered the kitchen and smacked Julia's butt. And he asked for your section. Ouch! Julia gasped as her brows pulled together, and she glared at Kim. What the heck? Oh, that didn't hurt, Kim replied as she rested an arm on the counter and leaned towards Julia. How would you know? It wasn't your butt that got smacked, Julia retorted. She'd had a love-hate relationship with Kim since high school. If life were a Jane Austen novel, Kim would be Lydia Bennett. Kim wasn't afraid of anything and lived life to its fullest, which Julia loved about her. 
but Julia hated that Kim made her decisions based on instant gratification, with no regard for consequences or the future. Plus, the woman had no filter when it came to personal interactions. That's why Julia never confided in Kim. Kim dramatically rolled her eyes. I'm giving you good news, and you're complaining about a little pat on your butt? Did you not hear the part about a handsome man being here for you? Her mouth hung open in disbelief. Julia had been taking grief from Kim for a while. She knew that Kim wanted to break into the savage security's tight circle of friends. She kept asking Julia to set something up and to introduce her to one of the guys. But even though Kim was beautiful, that beauty came at a high cost. Julia doubted that the guys would appreciate her unloading Kim on them. Besides, there were grown men who were beyond capable of finding their own women. If one of them had been interested in Kim, he would have done something about it by now. If by handsome you mean Cole Savage, then okay, Julia said with a shrug of her shoulders. She'd always been friendly to him, and he'd always been polite to her, but that was it. He came across as serious and didn't smile much. She figured he was the strong, silent type, which was probably perfect for running a security company or serving in the military. But there was something about him that intimidated her. She couldn't imagine having anything to say to him that he'd find interesting. Kim snorted. Okay? She drew the word out. You're telling me that his big muscles, strong jaw, and wavy brown hair don't do it for you? She paused for a second while she grabbed Julia's hand, pressed her fingertips against Julia's heart, and felt for a pulse. Girl, you need to see a cardiologist about your heart problem. Apparently, it has stopped if that guy doesn't get your blood pumping. What you should say is, Hell yeah, the man is hot. Or, ka-ching, I'm going to shake my moneymaker in his face. You need to encourage him. Put it out there so he can grab on and give you the ride of your life. Julia's cheeks flushed. Good thing she wasn't fair skin like Kim, or her cheeks would signal her embarrassment. Kim, she gasped and shook her head, rolling her eyes towards Carlos as he chuckled over the grill. Don't talk that way. Besides, you know I'm not like that. Kim made a face as Carlos smirked at her. Don't worry about him. She motioned towards Carlos with a dismissive wave. He barely speaks English. He has no clue what we're talking about. And you should be like that. Trust me, girls like me are having all the fun. Loco, Carlos quipped and made the crazy symbol as he twirled his finger by his temple. He had three sisters at home so Kim's level of insanity never shocked him. Julia laughed and smirked at Carlos. Si, mucho, she replied, nodding her head up and down. Kim cocked her hip and raised an eyebrow at Julia and Carlos. Hey, she pointed between the two. Don't you two start talking in another language. That's just rude. Julia couldn't help but laugh at the irony of Kim disapproving of rudeness. Relax, I don't speak Spanish. That was the truth. She wasn't even sure that C. Mucho was correct. Kim narrowed her eyes in disbelief. But your last name is Romero. Julia snorted. Nice stereotyping me. I'm third generation American. She broke down the word by syllables. I never learned the language of my Spanish forefathers. She braced a hand on her hip. Do you speak German? Kim cocked her head to the side and rolled her eyes. 
Well, duh, I'm American too. Why would I need to know German? Carlos didn't quiet his belly laugh as he flipped the burgers on the grill. Kim raised an eyebrow and crafted a mischievous smile. And if you're wondering, Cole specifically asked for you. Oh, Julia grunted in response. Probably because he couldn't take Kim. Julia would make a deal with the devil to get out of Kim's section. Oh, Kim mocked, placing her hand on her chest like a deeply offended Southern Belle. You're lucky I'm here to help. She glanced quickly at Carlos and then at Julia and shook her head. Okay, listen carefully. You need to flirt with that man out there. She pointed towards the dining room. Pointing a finger in the air, she twirled it as she said, He's circling this place for a reason. And, tossing a hand in Carlos's direction, she added, It's not for Carlos's cooking. Hey. Carlos pointed the spatula at Kim. Don't bring me into your world of crazy. Huh, Kim propped a hand on her waist. He does speak English. She said sarcastically and shook her head. Never mind him. She flicked her wrist, Carlos's way, and then pointed between herself and Julia. We have to stick together. Once you and Cole are knocking boots, you can set me up with one of the other guys. It appears that those men are falling fast and I have to hook one of them before they're all taken. She'd thrown herself at Mike for a while, but then he'd hooked up with Alicia, and Jack was constantly beside Bella. Really? Julia scoffed. That's your plan. I throw myself at Cole so you can hook up with one of his friends? I know. It has its weak spots, she motioned at Julia and rolled her eyes. Mainly you, but since there's a crew of them, I'm sure I'd work with at least one of the guys. She cocked her hand on her hip. Do you know if the Asian one is taken? He's cute. You mean Logan? He's not really looking right now. Julia had heard bits and pieces about Logan's nightmare with Aditya Chopra. The man was still licking his wounds. Logan, really? Kim tisked and shook her head. That doesn't sound Asian to me. Are you sure that's his name? Yes, I'm sure. Hmm. So Logan's a no-go. What about the redhead? The redhead's name is Ryan, Julia explained. This conversation was just getting old. Just to make sure I understand you correctly, you don't care which guy I set you up with, as long as he's hot? Satisfaction swept over Kim's face. For a smart girl... Julia was slow if she was just figuring that out. Now you're getting it. So, Ryan. Kim paused as she repeated, Kim and Ryan. Ryan and Kim in her head. Their names sounded good together. All right, we'll start with him. I've never dated a redhead before. Might as well see how it goes. She gave a casual shrug of her shoulders and then added absentmindedly, do you think red-headed men are as spicy as the red-headed women? Her eyes flickered as she added, It might be fun to find out. I have no idea. Julia replied in a monotone voice as she stared at Kim. She had no control over Ryan. It wasn't like she could snap her fingers and hook them up. But right now, she'd agree to just about anything to get out of this conversation. Kim assessed Julia's form and shook her head in disapproval. Then, gripping Julia's shoulders and straightening them, 
She pulled the shirt down tight over Julia's chest. What are you doing? Julia asked, shoving Kim's hands away. Not being deterred by Julia's rebuff, Kim reached forward and unbuttoned a button on Julia's polo. Helping you, Kim replied as she eyed Julia's chest. She cocked her head and gave Julia a look of approval with a hint of concern. You need to accentuate your best features. Julia shoved Kim's hand away. Stop that, Julia warned. She was not going to miss Kim or this job. Thank God tonight was her last night. Kim set her hands on her hips. Well, honey, she cooed, you have to work with what you've got. And she paused dramatically as she stared at Julia's chest. Honestly, you need a little help. You hide what little you've got under boring clothes. You need to accentuate the positive. She motioned to her own large chest. Julia interrupted. This is my work uniform. You're wearing the same thing. She pointed at Kim. Kim rolled her eyes and tossed her hands out in exasperation. Yes, but in a who-wore-it-better competition, I'd blow you away. So don't be so defensive. I'm trying to help you. Kim pointed at Julia's breasts and winked. You gotta make sure he sees your best features. First, my best feature isn't my boobs. It's my brain. Kim laughed. I love your sense of humor. You can always make me smile. She nodded at Julia with big eyes. But just to clear this up, what do you think goes through a man's head when he meets a woman? Wow, look at that awesome pair of... She paused dramatically. Brain? Julia rolled her eyes and sighed. Brains don't come in pairs, Kim. But apparently they do come in half sizes. She gave Kim a gotcha smile, and Carlos chuckled in the background. And second, there's nothing wrong with my boobs. What level of insanity lurked beneath Kim's Barbie facade? I have a nice... She wasn't sure how to finish the statement so Kim would understand. Then the word came to her. Rack. Kim bobbed her head from side to side as she stared at Julia's chest as if she were weighing opinions. I guess they're about a handful. That's really all you need. Just stick to men with small hands. She flicked her wrist in a casual movement, and they do look great when you enlist the help of a good push-up bra. Carlos interrupted. Nah, you don't need a handful. He shook his head back and forth. A mouthful will do. He winked at Kim. He couldn't listen to the insanity of this conversation without joining in on the fun. Oh my gosh, Julia moaned and glared at Carlos. You stay out of this. Then she refocused on Kim. My boobs are... She glanced quickly at Carlos and then leaned closer to Kim to whisper, Maybe not so big, but they're firm, and they'll still look good when I hit middle-aged. Oh, sweetie, Kim snorted. Don't say that. That's the silver lining flat-chested women cling to. Julia had had enough of Kim's help. My boobs are better than yours. Julia pointed at Kim's Dolly Parton-sized boobs as she cocked her hip and held a stance full of attitude. A look of shock transformed Kim's face, and her mouth hung open. Then she slowly shook her head and gasped. I just don't see how that's possible. Men adored her breasts. Strangers stared at her magnificent rack all the time. Women envied her plump globes. Her breasts were perfect tens.
Julia pointed at Kim's oversized boobs. By the time you're fifty, those things will be sad, basset hound ears bouncing off your hips. Maybe even your knees. <gasps> Kim gasped, sucking in enough air to fill a dozen balloons. Hell no, shaking her head. She cupped a breast in each hand and jiggled it. I'll have them lifted before I allow that to happen. Carlos laughed and muttered, women. Julia turned, laughed, and sang, Basset hound ears, as she pushed through the kitchen door and entered the dining room. Cole smiled as Julia made her approach. He carefully bounced his eyes between her and the menu so that he didn't look like a creepy stalker. The last thing he needed was to scare her off. He'd been told several times that he could be intimidating. At work, that was always a plus. But with women, it sometimes backfired. There were always the girls who searched out military guys so they could add another name to their been-there-done-that list. But he wasn't interested in one of those girls. He wanted Julia. Julia was used to waiting on Cole. He typically came with one of the other guys from work. But recently, he'd started coming alone. Was there any truth to what Kim said? Was he coming in for a reason other than the food? Either way, it didn't matter. The lone wolf. That was how she saw Cole. He was quiet, more reserved than most of the other guys from Savage Security. She knew he was still dangerous. She'd never considered Cole in a romantic way. She had an easy relationship with the other guys. They'd joke with her, and she'd laugh. Not just to make them feel good but she laughed because she saw the humor in their comments. Most of the time, though, Cole just sat at the table and observed everything with his arms crossed over his chest. He masked his face behind his well-trimmed beard. She figured he would have made a great boot camp instructor. She could visualize him giving the recruits hell, staying serious all the time and yelling in people's faces, not because he was mean, but because he knew how important it was for them to be successful. She was sure he had a good heart. She just hadn't considered going after it before. Stepping up to the table, she greeted him with a smile. Hey, Cole, it's good to see you again. This is, what, the third time this week? She stared into his brown eyes to keep from staring at his thick biceps. How had she not noticed those before? Kim's influence was messing with her mind. Cole released his slight grip on the corner of the menu and let it fall onto the table. Trying not to be obvious, his glance flit over her and stopped on her eyes. She had the biggest, sweetest doe eyes he'd ever seen. Third time, really? Glad you're not counting. He teased with a chuckle. He cocked his head and asked, You getting a dog? Julia's face scrunched up in question. A dog? Then her top lip curved into a crooked smile as she processed his question. He must have overheard that part of the conversation. She hoped he hadn't heard the other parts about boobs and throwing herself at him. No, she shook her head while flashing a giant smile. No basset hounds for me. She tapped her pen on her order pad. Anyway, I'm glad you came in tonight. She leaned towards him and noted the subtle scent of his cologne. The lure of the fragrance drew her closer. Being bolder than she normally was, she put her mouth close to his ear and whispered, It's my last night. She hadn't told Kim yet because she knew when she did, Kim would spread the news faster than rabies in an overcrowded animal shelter. Julia's fruity perfume filled his head and made his blood flow quicker. His libido was shouting at him to grab her by the waist and pull her onto his lap. But, thankfully, his logical brain vetoed the idea. 
Is your last night? Cole cocked his head in curiosity. Had he heard her correctly? You're leaving? Julia straightened and nodded. Sure am, she said proudly. I got a new job. Tomorrow's my first day. That was good. Couldn't be too far away if she was starting tomorrow. What are you doing? He loved the way her eyes sparkled with pride. He knew that she'd been through a rough patch when Mike's sister, Amy, was killed. Seeing something like that always left scars. I just got my realtor license. Realtor, huh? Cole huffed and crossed his arms over his chest. How did I not know this? He'd been a faithful customer at the grill house for a long time, and he was typically seated in Julia's section. She'd never flirted with him. In fact, he felt that she often ignored him in comparison to how she related with the other guys. She'd tease them and laugh at their stupid jokes. But she'd never teased him or laughed at his jokes. He wasn't sure why, but he was planning on changing that. She tapped her pen against her order pad. I kept it quiet. It's been a long time coming and I didn't want the pressure of other people's expectations to affect me. I know it's silly, she shrugged, but in a way, I guess I wanted it to be a surprise. She'd worked her ass off to put herself through school, but her perfectly planned future went to hell when she'd been held hostage by Amy's ex-boyfriend. She'd witnessed two deaths that day. The first, Amy Lewis, her best friend, who also happened to be Mike's sister. The second death was Rob's. She'd felt ashamed to admit it, she was glad the bastard had been killed by the police sniper. She'd been told once that it was unchristian to take pleasure in another's death. She gave that person the benefit of the doubt. That person had obviously never confronted murderous insanity before. If they had, they'd understand how right it was that Rob pay for Amy's death with his own. Cole chuckled and appraised her. Well, congratulations. You surprised me. He tossed his hand out. I'm happy for you. So, where are you going? I'm working with Restful Residents. She couldn't believe they hired her without any experience. They were the largest realtor company in the D.C. area. Cole steeled his lips in a straight line. The last thing he wanted to do was tease her about the company she would be working for. He'd always thought Restful Residents was a terrible name for a real estate company. It put images of old people finishing their days in assisted living or a funeral home into his mind. That's awesome. You'll be a great realtor. She caught herself staring at his hands. They were big. Masculine. It would take a lot to fill those mitts. Maybe Kim was right. Maybe she lacked the necessary goods to satisfy Cole. Her stomach tightened, but then she recalled Carlos's words. He'd said mouthful, not handful. Carlos is a guy. He'd know, right? Unless he was trying to make her feel better. Maybe that's what the lovers of small-chested women said so they could keep getting laid. Stop staring at his hands. She took a quick intake of air. So, I'm starting tomorrow at the Carisburg office. Cole nodded his head. I know where that is, over by the mall, right? Yes, and it's not too far from my place. That's good. I'm happy for you. Cole couldn't help but wonder if she'd be able to help him with his hunt for a business space. That would give them a chance to spend some time together. So, I'm looking for a new space for Savage Security. Do you think you could help me? Julia's heart rate increased. Was she ready to work for an acquaintance? What if she screwed it up? She'd never recover from the embarrassment. Wow, she gasped. 
I guess I could do that. You'd be my first client. She chuckled and shrugged a shoulder. Well, then you're already a success. You've got a client before you even start your job. I guess it doesn't get any better than that. She puffed out and blew the few strands of hair that had escaped from her ponytail and hung in her eyes. Do you know your extension? He asked. Not yet. I'm sure I'll get the official first day of work tour. Cole leaned forward and pulled his wallet from the back pocket of his jeans. Opening the wallet, he pulled out a business card and handed it to Julia. When you get a chance, call me, and we can go over the specifications. Julia took the business card and slipped it into her skirt pocket. Sounds good. You can expect a call from me tomorrow. I look forward to it, Cole said with a wink. Thank you for sharing your time with me. I hope that you enjoyed these chapters of Stolen Kiss. New chapters drop on Tuesdays and Fridays. To keep up with the various novels and authors that we will feature, you can follow my secret obsession on Facebook, Instagram, and X at Cherish Lively. Or visit the website at tinyurl.com slash Cherish Lively. Goodbye.